G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Another Sunday means it's time to sit down with J-Lo once again. Round 14 in the books in the AFL world, which means finally the fantasy buyers are behind us. I did come out of the other side with a better team, I think, but yeah, things could have been a bit better. I only uh, scored 1,800 this week and kind of hovered around the 15,000 mark in ranking, so I really wanted to launch into the top 10, but... Not having Jack McRae certainly hurt me, but JLo and I unpack all that. Talk a little bit of NBA draft stuff as well, now that's in the books. Really happy that uh, Darius Garland is a Cavalier, as I talked about on uh, last week's podcast. But without further ado, let me dive into today's episode. All right, JLo is back. Another Sunday sit-down, another weekend edition of the Sports by Fry podcast. Have you come down from Cloud9 yet, mate? It's been a pretty good weekend for uh, your sporting franchises. It has, yeah. Uh, Good to see Denver making good moves. Uh, West Coast looking good. I'm feeling good, but yeah, I've definitely come down. Most importantly, uh, Chris Blorken is shaping up as an impressive outfit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, all three of my franchises uh, seem to be in a bit of a rebuild. Things aren't really going according to plan. Uh, Let's start with fantasy. Let's be honest, that's why most of the people listen to the pod. Uh, how did Cosporton go? The end of the Byrans, they're finally here. It's bloody good to look at your team and not see any blue dots, I can tell you that much. But how is, uh, how did your team go in round 14? Uh, they went pretty well. I was uh, pretty happy with them. I think, I think we had 1,900, you know, mm-hmm. pretty happy with it. Um, some big scores from McRae and Grundy, which was lovely. Maxie Gorn came in the outfit and played well, so I was pretty stoked, mate. You're uh, going to be pretty happy to roll out a form 22 rather than best of 18s, much like most coaches. Your lineup is pretty impressive, I will admit. Yep, yep. Especially yep. post-trades this week, it's shaping up very nice. Yeah, I think uh, the trades this week will be pretty interesting. I, for anyone who doesn't know, in fact, I don't think anyone does know, I went Lipinski last week. I went Crips <laughs> down to Lipinski. So um, uncompleted your midfield. Yep, um, but I just had a feeling about old Lipinski. He looked great. Uh, I forget who they played against Carlton he looked unreal and I know it's just Carlton but the way he was playing I was stoked to, I thought I'd take a gamble and saving that money going Lipinski yeah I just got a bit scat- what, what other moves were you able to pull off I managed to bring Maxi Gorn and Tom <coughs> Stewart for yeah. Stack and Wits um, so yeah I feel like I it was like almost a net even trade if yeah, you, okay. you look at it um, from a pure points kind of thing but I feel like the flexibility it gave me it's just, uh, it's just uh, yeah. settled my team nicely. Well done. Uh, clearly your rank's uh, a lot better than mine, and it shows because my team... Uh, I had a couple of good trade-ins. I joined you on the train of bringing Max Gorn in for Jared Witts, yep. a move that we'd said we were going to do all year. Mm. So I was like, why not? I've got to pull the trigger sooner rather than later, even though it is a difference, as we pointed out, of like 200 feels points. like it's starting to... The gap's starting to be more popular. Yeah, Witsy's had a couple of... Actually, I don't know if the dome, but I feel like he's had a couple of slower ones. Anyway, yeah. pulled the trigger on that, and... All week, well not all week, that's a lie, at the start of the week, this time last weekend I was thinking of bringing in Hanbury and McRae mm. for Willem Drew and Sam Walsh and in the end, chopped and changed, I tried to, I guess, chase, chase the cash that um, Joel Garner could maybe make mm. on my defensive bench, yeah. cashed in Lockie Young, but I got Mitch Duncan yeah. instead of Walsh, so. That's fine. I th- Duncan and Gorn are two good ins. I think I've improved my side over the buys, a lot of coaches have, but that's usually the way you want to come out, yeah. I think I can say I've done that, so. I think uh, 
uh, we were saying earlier about McRae, mm. and he had a great weekend. We, we we really feel like he might possibly be the best player from here on out. There's no yeah. there's no reason to. If there was a market for it, for the most uh, points to be scored from here to the end of the season, I'd be mm. looking heavily at Jack McRae's odds. He looked unbelievable the last two weeks. Yeah, like, yeah. Back to the. Well, I think he averaged 140 or 150 for about a month last year in the finals. Yeah. And I remember at one point last year, I can't remember who it was, the girl, oh, hurt, maybe Merritt? And I went, Ablett playing in WA instead, and he did his hammy. Yeah, that's right. And McRae went on to, like, start to become a big dog. So he's capable of it. We've seen him do it yeah. a number of times now. So I think he's, like, pretty close to must-have. Yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, not having him in the teams, are yeah. <laughs> not fantastic. But that, no, that's all right. That's all right. You don't know, who's looking good, too. I do. I have, I think, like, I'm tr- going to try and roll the dice a bit with some of these dudes. I was like, Duncan's in less teams. I may as well try and take a punt. Like, yep. I'm not... Doesn't, I don't really care if I finish, like, 12,000th or 9,000th. It's not a huge deal, you know yeah. what I mean? So I may as well take a couple of punts. So, uh, so Menegola is pretty close to coming back for them? Um, still a week, maybe two. I remember reading on the report that... He, well, he hasn't played or, like, trained a hell of a lot. So right. okay. um, I'll see if I can get up some information, but... Taylor Charlie Constable coming back soon as well. Yeah, Charlie Constable did look good in the um, in the twos, and wouldn't be surprised if he gets more games towards the end of the year. Um, where are we? Menegola is a test. Mm, yeah, Another so week off at least. Up. Some consideration to be given playing a half in the VFL, but he didn't. So mm. yeah, I think Duncan will be good. Like I can't really complain. Should be a top eight midfielder. Um, Hope so. And hopefully. I've got a few moves in the works and things I'm thinking about and hopefully like if a couple of the guys like Cripps and Brayshaw and even Fifey who I love to pieces but has shown sometimes to not be a great fantasy player mm, I think he's a great fantasy player yeah, well, I'm, more, I'm heavy on the Fife train I'm a real Fife fan I, I just I don't know why I just expect it to return back to similar to what he's done in the past every now and then. like he's had an unreal like lead up to the buys and since then he's been alright but Anyway, it, like getting to McRae or Kelly from Fife, I feel mm. like there's a difference. Yeah. So it's, Fife might be like a fantasy star, but those guys are like superstars, yeah. like must-haves yeah, in your team. So I got some stepping stones that I can kind of go up to, I guess. How many uh, rookies have you got left on your field after the buys? Uh, you, you, with the trades that I'm currently locking in, I'm yep. going to have probably two, just two defensive rookies. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty pretty wrapped and I can see a pretty clear path to get those two off the field and who I want to go to Yeah. and then it, I guess it's just lateral shuffles and sort of really nailing your captain from there on out yeah captain does become a big choice it can just boost you like we said it's only you know maybe the difference of 40 on points each week but it does add up if you muck it up as I found out a few times unfortunately yeah uh, my trades I think I'm going to be similar I'll have two rookies after trades on the field but that's because I'm uh, pulling the trigger on the move that I probably should have done last week, and I'm bringing in Dan Hannabury. Yep, so. Getting rid of Willem Drew, who I said I've been going to get rid of for about a month, mm-hmm. but that only costs me 50 grand to go yeah. from Drew to Hannabury, and I think it's a gamble that I can afford to do. A lot of people are really against it, really, in the nah, don't do a basket. So I guess I've got a question for you. If it's, say, you're getting a rookie off your midfield, like I am, mm-hmm. should you pull the trigger? And then if you've got like a full completed midfield, do you still think it's worth the gamble to try and, like you did a bit with Lipinski, take that cash, get off a Brayshaw or a Cripper type? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's a bit too risky given his injury history? Uh, if you had a complete midfield, I would I would question it. But he's, yeah. he's 
getting that hundred is really poised himself to make at least a hundred k run. I reckon like he, he just needs an eighty next week to really push that value. So yeah, I reckon it's not gonna break even in the forties after his hundred. It's not unreasonable to just have him sitting on your bench earning money. It's mm. like you you might do that with a a rookie who gets named anyway on the in your midfield just as a money play. So if you look at it from that point of view, I, well, I would, would you rather if it, if it was for your bench, would you rather have Hannabury or Nick Hind? For the um, difference of about 200, 250 grand. Look, I mean, Hines going to go up as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, do, I do really like the Hanabry play. I guess I probably wouldn't incomplete a midfield um, for it. It just made a lot of sense this week with Cripps and going on to his buy yep. and being, I'm just a bit sick of him. So. How many did you field this week, just quickly? 18. Yeah. Flat. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah, lucky. Still managed to smoke me. <laughs> Uh, no, did I smoke? What was well, I think I had, oh, I didn't say, I think I had 18, 15, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. still. I just, I think it's like the difference of having McRae, really. That's like, true. Um, uh, but one bloke that, yeah, we both at this stage will have next week, Dan Hanabry. I think if, it's a wise gamble to take at this time of year. Like we were talking before, yeah. we were trying to look to see if there were any other dudes who were kind of fallen off price-wise that we can take a punt on. There's nothing else really out there. It's all, it reminds me a bit of the Brad Crouch scenario. Like, it we've really seen does. them do it before. Yeah. And, well, I'm not saying that Hannah could continue these hundreds, but, like, there's also a possibility that if he strings games together, he can be a 90-plus average. We don't know what he is at um, St Kilda either. It's like, true. That's not as busy a midfield as Sydney seems to be. I feel yeah. like there's more points up for grabs. And especially with uh, not being in Sydney's play style, there's no reason he can't average 100. Um, yep. He's that sort of player. He's been in Brownlow contention a few times. He's done it before, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, in the pre-season, was really in the don't do it, it's not worth a gamble basket. But I guess I've kind of almost learned my lesson a bit with uh, Brad Crouch. So yeah, yeah, I think I'll be... Guys who are underpriced, you got you got to pick them and take them while you can. So I probably wouldn't incomplete a midfield to answer the question, but I'm definitely bringing him in this week. Um, if he gets a rookie off your field, it's a pretty worthwhile gamble, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think if you... Even if, like what I did, I had Lipinski sitting in that last one and I just fought, I pushed him to a forward position yep. um, and bring Hanabry in, that, that could be a way to do it. If you've got one of those guys who's who's like versatile and you can flip around, I yep. can get Hanabry in. Well, how does he's a 200 gamer, so yeah. he's a premiership player, three-time All-Oz. I think he won the Rising Star yeah, as well. Yeah, he did. He is, uh, so last year with the Swans, he was obviously hurt and averaged 62 from yeah. 15 games. Yeah. But the four years before that, he's gone 94, 107, 109, 95. Yeah. So there's every realistic chance that he can uh, push you up. So I think, I'd personally think that it's a smart move. Would you do a Walsh to... Hanabry move, do you think? If you if Walsh was your last midfielder, do you reckon you'd pull the dough to save you 150k yeah. doing that? Yeah, possibly for the flexibility it might give me. If it got me another rookie off the field, that'd mm-hmm. be really exciting. I think that's a priority for coaches for the next maybe, I don't want to say month or so. Hopefully you can get all the rookies off before then, but that's got to be it. Before you start shuffling too many of these dudes and chopping it up too much, I reckon get rid of the rooks. Yeah, I agree. All right, before we transition into NBA talk and the draft talk, let's do a little uh, AFL check-in with the actual games rather than just fantasy stuff because it's a pretty interesting season. I love the Buys fact that done the too. Bombers are done. Buys are done. Oh, I thought you said the Bombers are done. I was like, yeah, it's, well, maybe done. they are. They didn't look great on uh, Thursday night. Um, but yeah, they're pretty interesting to see there's only two Victorian teams in the top eight. And I think I remember reading somewhere that if it holds to form, it'll be the most 
um, Victorian teams that missed the finals in the he's tied for the record. So that really lights my fire, though. Yeah, it's good to see uh, the global brand uh, yeah, of AFL. I just well. think it's good because just the mon- uh, monopoly Victoria has on footy. It's yep. like, gosh, that's, that's a little frustrating as someone who lives out of state. Yeah, I can um, see that. that. There are some teams like the Dons who could maybe sneak back into contention. Um, let's have a have a quick look at the teams maybe in the race for like that seventh and eighth spot because I think Brisbane and the Crows are sitting five and six and they're eight eight wins from 13 games. I like games. So I like the Crows. I think that top six is pretty solid. Like Brisbane would maybe slip a little bit yeah, but I, I still think, think they're good for a final spot. Yeah. Um, so essentially there's two spots up for grabs with Port, Freo and Richmond all on seven and six and then below that you got Essendon and St Kilda at six and seven. So yeah, a couple geez. of Interesting games coming up over the next month. I think even a few between those sides that could determine things. But who'd be your bet to steal those last two spots? Oh, look, I think Paul could maybe get their act together. I would yeah. definitely say Frio. Um, Frio definitely. Well, get they're it. the two that are currently sitting inside in. the eight. So um, if those two were in, then um, that would Richmond, mean that Richmond, Essendon, and St Kilda miss out. Yeah, if, if Cochin comes back um, and a few of their other little players come back, like obviously. Um, Rewalt will play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's pretty important. He'll be back soon ish. Um, yeah, I, I think Richmond could do it just because they're such a class uh, team at the moment. Um, they are experience. So I think Port would probably be my favourite to miss, but I could see them getting it together, especially with Ollie Wines and Rocky coming back. True. Um, yeah. Lysette looks really good too. Yeah, he had an awesome game. He really yeah. seized the moment with technically swinging the axe. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it makes him an interesting player. Well, Rewalt's expected to be back in two to four weeks. That's right. probably where I would side as well. I'd tip Richmond to maybe steal oh, probably Port Adelaide spot. I do have a bit of confidence in the boys. Like, yeah, Freo, you mean. Yeah, we've got a solid run home. We've got big games against you guys and Geelong, so that could dictate a hell of a lot. And it was a bit disappointing to see us lose to Melbourne on the weekend, but we yeah. were a couple of men down and... We've had a few things go our way the last few weeks, like we've, the Brisbane and Collingwood games real close. Yeah, like sure. when it gets to a two or three minutes left and there's a goal in it, sometimes you have to be pretty lucky to just snag it. Like bounce goes your way and all of a sudden you've got a shot on goal type You're of thing. You're right, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with the way that the boys are tracking, so hopefully we can uh, cling to a spot. Eagles sitting fourth at the moment. Yeah, we looked really good. We've got Hawthorne on the weekend. Do you reckon... Uh, Top four is pretty comfortable. Top two, maybe? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, big game on the weekend, because it's our, I think it's our last look at the G. Okay. Um, so I think probably good to get maybe a few of the younger crew in, just in case come finals time we're, we're low on players. Yeah. Um, knock on wood, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think it's a big game coming up, but I think we're tracking pretty well for top four. I think most people would agree with that. You and they look good too. They do. In the last month, you really uh, have, it's gathered steam, but you've kind of forgotten all about the possible Natanui effect. You're like, Absolutely. oh my God, they're adding Nick Natanui too. What is, let's be honest, one of the top midfields in the competition, even yeah. if it doesn't have as many names as like a Giants or a Bulldogs outfit, like as a whole unit, they just all play their roles perfectly. Yeah, I, Adam I Simpson's a fantastic coach. He is. Oh, I said it when he came into the league. I think he like 
yeah. sort of revolutionised a lot of the, the game. He seems to be a, a bit of a defensive guru as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Instances. I agree. And then if then they figure their way out um, on the offensive yeah. side of things. And Helps they do Jake have Allen, Darling. Uh, yeah, really nice rebounding defenders as well. So yeah. yeah, I'm super psyched to have Adam Simpson. Should uh, probably contend for a flag again this year, and we could very much see the Denver Nuggets contend for a chip. Oh, yeah. We've got free agency coming up. Next week we'll probably do a bit of a chat before free agency because it'll be almost the eve of, I think, mm. technically. I don't know how the dates exactly line up, but the draft is in the books. Let's address the Denver Nuggets first. The whole day, luckily I had the day off work, we were sitting here watching the draft and we were saying someone from about pick 20-odd needs to just trade and take a flyer on Bol Bol. We kept joking that the Nuggets were going to do it, and then we saw him finally go off the board at 44, and uh, the Denver Nuggets have traded for Bol Bol. Oh, what do you, what do you um, reckon about... Uh, granted, there are a lot of red flags surrounding yeah. the dude. He's no home-run pick, but I think he's definitely worth a gamble, especially for what you had to give up. Yeah, it could definitely be. I, and a lot of people talk about this, and I, I sort of subscribe to this point of view, is that... He could be the best player in the draft, very, very realistically, because of his measurements, because yeah. of what he brings to the table defensively. He's a smooth, offensive um, player. I think he, he could averaged be twenty-two the best. in college yeah. over like ten games, but still, it's ten games. Yeah, in like Division One college, Oregon's a good school. Yeah, yeah, playing no scrubs, and just the the way he moves on offense in in the post, he operates. What he can do lengthwise, I think, is going to be. Really nice. He's got a smooth mid-range game too. Yeah, I like him. I saw the Cavs trade up to pick 30 and uh, for a moment thought they were going to take a flyer on him, but not unhappy with what they did in the draft as well. I don't mind Darius Garland. I've talked about him quite a bit. Maybe not as much on the pod, but I think he was one of the dudes in the top 10 that had a really good ceiling, so hopefully... Yeah, I just have doubts over whether he and Colin can play together, but at least we've got someone who has potential star power. Outside of the top three in this draft, you just have to draft, in my opinion, unless you're someone trying to add a piece, which yep. makes sense. I think you just have to go for who could, and I think this isn't any draft, who is going to be the biggest superstar? Yep. Who could be the guy? Like, you don't worry about, oh, you know, he lacks this. It's like mostly mentality. Yeah. So to get a guy like that, I think is like really exciting. For the mentality guys. is a good thing. He yeah, seems to be not up himself, but confident. Yeah. And, well, a lot of those guys are pretty much up themselves, but in a, it comes off in a good way because they just work so hard. Yeah, that's the point. I think it's like, it, it's all about work ethic once you get to the league. So yeah, hopefully he puts the work in and he looks he looks like he's got good tools for yeah. you guys. Uh, hopefully we can... Uh, blend and molding into John, John Beeline as well our coach loves to play two guard stuff at Michigan as yeah. well so I'm just like it's a completely new thing so I'm like well there's no reason why it might not work again I hope we don't if we do really want to commit to just using these two dudes don't give up on like oh this hasn't worked for two years let's now trade Colin yeah. for a future like give it a good like four years because like John Beeline's got to learn the NBA Collins played one season. Like, give them a good stint together, and if like three, four years in, it's not working, I think that's when you got to move on. Yeah, at least three. Yeah, it's a good number um, because they're just young kids. They're like yeah. eighteen years old. They don't really know what's going on. Um, they've just got all this money. So I think give them time. Give the coaches time to work each other out. It's a good. Denver's a good example, and yeah. obviously Golden, Golden State, State as well. As well. Um, they're sort of you know Denver's just been together for a long time now like all those core players the Spurs are like that as well, well. they've got the longevity well, of having absolutely. they're probably the poster child of yeah, that you're right. case but and it's 
it's, you have to take that direction as a, a franchise. Like it doesn't work for New York so often because no. they're just they've always been aggressive. Yeah, and they have such lofty expectations. Yeah, and like that's a sort of a, a shame of like being in New York. It's yeah, if you know what I mean. It's poor English, but um, they have to win quickly. But you feel like it's like guys just have take five years for once. Yeah, just be once patient. And then, then it'll be fixed forever. Like, yeah. yeah but. Well, that's what I'm hoping. But, uh, yeah, I didn't mind the Cavs draft hand. There are a lot of other teams. Mm. I released, uh, I think it was today, this morning, actually, uh, Winners and Losers article. So you can check that out at sportsbyfry.com. Seven was one the... of the losers everyone who didn't take a chance on <laughs> Kind of. He was actually one of the losers himself. Yeah, for Unfortunately, was, yeah. sliding so far. But, yeah, Tim Conley was definitely a winner after drafting him. Um, one of the other teams, two of the teams, actually, that I loved the moves they made were Atlanta and yeah. Memphis. Both set up pretty well future-wise. Remind me on what Memphis did. So Memphis, we'll go Memphis first. Obviously got um, Ja Morant at pick two, but then they added Brandon Clark, pick 21 as well, who's a bit Paul Millsappy, Draymond Grandy. Like, he's a simple offensive player is a good way to describe him, but he's an awesome defender, great forward defender. Right. So hopefully, you know, if you piece them with Jaron Jackson... Maybe Jar Morant. Jaron Jackson looks nice. I quite like him. Yeah, it's not a bad uh, future, that's for sure. Yep, yep, I like them. Um, Atlanta was the other one who Atlanta got Cam there. Reddish. Yep. They also drafted... Take a risk on Reddish, because he was... Well, he was, he was another bloke that kind of fits what you were saying, could just be a superstar. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Hunter, they traded up for to get it four as well. Yeah, really like him. Um, and I think they might have added someone. Uh, it was just those two. They were the big ins anyway, but they got a nice core as well. They're now... Can roll maybe Hunter out at the four, or if they want to play John Collins at the five. Yeah, you do a lot of switchable wins. They have to be careful now that they don't just play all kids because when it's all kids playing, like they they can sort of get ahead of themselves. Like you need good veterans around the the club because otherwise you're the Phoenix Suns. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. They were uh, one of the winners, kind of, after their move for Ty Jerome because I was happy to see them trade in and get a point guard. They didn't draft uh, Kobe White. Who was someone I liked at pick six, which is also why I made who them one of the. I made them one of the losers because they traded back That's to pick right. eleven and took Cam Johnson from North Carolina, the shooter, yeah. who's got weird hip problems mm. and is older than Devin Booker. That's weird. Yeah. So bizarre. But like yeah, they're a funny franchise. There was a thing going around saying the reason they did that is because they want to target D'Angelo Russell in free agency, so then you could have Russell Booker and this other dope shooter as their mm. forward, but. Yeah, interesting move. Dario Saric, they traded for him as well, but he's a free agent, I think, at the end of the year. Right. So. He kinda, he's kind of nice for them. I, I, I feel a bit bad for him. He's ping-ponged around quite a bit, eh? Oh, look, he's got a good skill set. He'll be all right. He'll probably end up being a bit Ennis Cantorish, just contribute wherever he is. Yeah, that's true. He does seem like that type of guy that will bounce around a bit. Mm. All right, I think that covers all the main topics. Got a big... Week ahead uh, of fantasy football, we've got a Thursday night game. Obviously, we've talked a bit about our trades. We're both probably going to roll with Hanabry, but who do you think is going to be your vice captain? On it's Thursday definitely night? a million percent Josh Kelly. Mm-hmm. So lucky to have him. Um, yeah, I think. And luckily, he's still not in heaps of um, teams. Oh, it has gone up a lot. Though. It'll be interesting to see how many blokes can trade him in off his buy because he's worth 850k. He's in. He's He's in 1610. Speaking of, actually. Shout out to Brody Grundy, who is currently $873,000. Mate, honestly, I think Josh Kelly might go 900. Yeah, well, I've been calling him the best player in fantasy for a couple of years, but it's finally starting to come to fruition. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not a Kelly owner, but that's okay. 
because I have my own uh, giant stud in Tim Taranto, who'll be my vice captain. Yeah, taking it to a whole nother level this year. Hopefully, uh, we can get rid of these rookies off our field in the near future, but uh, things are looking pretty good. This time next week, we'll be doing a free agency talk. Is there anything rumour-wise or tra- target-wise that you want the Nuggets to do in the next like, week? Things you want to hear? Um, just uh, 3 and D. Yeah. That's all we need, really. Um, just like a good veteran, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm always down for a good vet. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be nice. Where do you reckon Vince Carter should go? He's got... Said he's going to play for one last year. Do you reckon he should go to the Lakers? Uh, Try and ring chase? Or do you, do you want to see him go to, like, Toronto? For that Toronto like, nostalgic factor. I think would yeah. be nice. There, there'd be a few places that make sense, but just wherever he can sort of guide young, young players, because he'd be, he's one of those perfect vets, really. Yeah. So. He, um... They talked to him, I think it was on his podcast that he does on The Ringer with um, Ken Bazemore. And he was talking about how he's like, oh, like I don't want to just settle into it on the bench, like kind of pointing on a clipboard thing for the rookies. I want to like lead by example. Mm-hmm. So I think wherever he goes, he'll want to still play like a 15 minute a night yeah. kind of chunk. And he can actually, he can probably do that on the Lakers or maybe even the Warriors with Clay Thompson going down. Yeah, no, it's I've, It'd be another interesting it'd be thing. be nice for him to get a ring, for yeah. sure. I do want to see Vince get a ring. I do want to see... The large fries and coke piece it all together with another big score. I'll be back doing my AFL Teams uh, podcast on Thursday night. And then, of course, I'll be doing the round wrap-up in the next couple of days. So uh, thanks for joining once again, J-Lo. Good luck in round 14, mate. You. Thanks. That's going to do it for another Sunday sit-down. Thanks for tuning in. If you dig the episode, make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes. Bump me up those iTunes charts. Uh, Like I said, I think I'm going to jump on the Dan Hatterbury train. I'm going to discuss him and everything round 14 in the round wrap-up. Video and podcast will be out most likely Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Same time that my Dream Team talk article will be out. Rookies are still really important in fantasy. There's only... Well, there's still almost over a third of the season left, so you have to nail these picks. Cash generation is still important, so I'm going to cover all the rookies. Later this week, I might even shoot out an article talking about the rookies that haven't played yet this year that we could hopefully, fingers crossed, see on an AFL side. But time for me to wrap this thing up. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, peace.